Welcome to Learning to Speak Life podcast on the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. This show will be focusing on the biblical truths surrounding the importance of speaking life-giving words, no matter the circumstance. This information will be relevant for new believers as well as the seasoned saints, as no one has their tongue under control. Hello, everyone. This is Carly Kirchival, and I'm here with my husband, Michael Kirchival. Alrighty then. (laughs) (laughs) Today, we're here to talk to you about serving others through difficult times. This is episode eight of the Learning to Speak Life podcast, and we're excited to share with you what has been laid upon our hearts for this episode. Michael, will you please start us off in prayer? Yes. Yes. So Carly, what does it mean to serve others? When I hear that, it means to me to put other people first. And obviously that's not a natural, at least not for me. It's not natural. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> it's not natural for me to always want to put other people first, especially when times are rough. When things are going on that, um, you know, in our homeschool, for instance, when I have days that the boys keep fighting constantly, which has kind of been a season that we've been in for a little bit. Um, yeah, fun times. Yeah. You know, when they're constantly at each other's throats and, you know, other things are going on, it's just not in my first nature to want to serve them every time they ask. But because of who Jesus is in my life, um, I've submitted to that. So that's what I think of when I hear serving others what about you what does it mean to you to serve others it what it means to serve others is i see it as putting others before myself and an example of that would be plenty of times when our sons will wake up and first thing in the morning before they even say good morning they typically say can I have some toast or something? And I'm hungry. <laughs> yes. And so I quickly think about, you know what? Number one, I'm grateful. I have uh, two sons and I have a daughter and I have this opportunity to be able to give them, serve them and get them food and brighten up their day. Be honest. Is that your very first thought when you hear that in the morning? No, it's not. <laughs> but before I get out and be grumpy pants, <laughs> I put it in perspective that they I'm their father and they're looking up to me and, and yeah. I want to teach them how to be a uh, godly man and people that, that serve. Yeah, no, that's really good. and It does help. Perspective is everything. So why is serving others important in today's society? We need to do that in today's society because we need to have a legacy of showing uh, mentorship or the next generation to be able to have something to look up to. It's important that we pass this on. Uh, for instance, you know, when I was coming up, I was always taught to open the door for people, mm-hmm. you know, uh, not only for, for ladies and women, but for older people and to greet them. Yeah. And I think little things like that is what today's society needs. They need to put things in perspective to say, you know what, if you have it in your power to help someone else and to be kind, then go ahead and do it. There's nothing wrong with that. 
Yeah, no, it's true. I think that there's been such a loss of that with technology because kids these days, even adults, are so their faces are always constantly smashed in their phones or whatever else that they have. They're not interacting <laughs> with people. It's crazy. I know I was just at the store the other day with Hannah when Hannah and I went to go do some of those things when you were with Solomon and it was crazy because we were at the cashier and I just cannot count how many people went through the lines didn't even speak or greet the cashiers and they had their phones. I just, I don't get that. I remember one time being at Walmart in North Carolina when you were deployed to Afghanistan um, and you called me. I hadn't heard from you in days. Of course I wanted to talk to you, but I was going through the checkout line. So I asked you to hold on because that's a human being that's working right there and they're serving us. So for me to not greet them is just crazy. And that is one thing that I think you're so right that is really lacking in today's society is just basic attitude of, of service, you know, or just even mm -hmm. being kind to those that are serving you. Yeah. People don't even acknowledge them. It's like, oh, yeah, that's their job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just ring up my groceries so I can get out of here. Yep. You know, or people even at restaurants, you know, I see people treat the service, the people giving them service like crap. Yeah. It's crazy. I, I just, it, it is mind boggling to see. Now I can understand what my grandparents and great grandparents would speak of and saying how much the times have changed. Because even in our lifetime, yeah. things have changed drastically. Mm -hmm. All right. So, Carly, why do some people serve with a bad attitude and others with a good attitude? Um, I think it all is just your, the condition of your heart, you know? Mm -hmm. whether it be just that circumstantial condition, because there's times, like you said, in the morning when I'm tired and when you would be deployed specifically and the boys were getting up at, you know, 4.45, 5 o'clock every morning. And it was just crazy. They're yeah. coming in there. I want juice. And they weren't even saying, hi, mommy, or I love you, or good morning. They just demanded things. Well, you know, sometimes... If I'm being honest, I served them with a bad attitude because I was exhausted. You weren't there. Yeah. I had no breaks and I'm not making up excuses for the bad behavior, but I'm being honest and saying that, hey, I served them sometimes with a bad attitude. <laughs> but I think there is a difference when I would be determined, just kind of like you were saying earlier, I would determine to not do that. Yeah. I would go to bed read the word. I didn't care how exhausted I was. Even if I passed out on the pillow at three o'clock in the morning, right before my eyes closed, I put the word in front of my face. You know, I read good. the Bible, whatever, you know, scriptures that God was leading me to read or things that I was just meditating on Bible studies, whatever, you know, I would look at those and, and pray. And it really does make a difference. You yeah. know, even just having a confession, you know, how we'll have confessions with the children. And yes, at that season, the last time you were gone, um, when we were in Germany, you know, the children and I, particularly the boys, because Hannah would sleep in a little bit later than them, we would always say, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Mm -hmm. um, and just that simple phrase that to some people is just words, mm -mm, that thing is speaking life. Amen. You know, yeah. I chose to rejoice. I chose to be glad. And, you know, so back to the question, I think that some people serve with a bad attitude simply because... They don't know any better. Some people serve with a bad attitude because they are consciously making a decision. So like Christians, like you and I, mm -hmm. we have a better understanding. We know that when we're serving with a bad attitude, it's just it's a condition of our heart that we can change easily by giving it over to Jesus. 
Um, and, you know, some people serve with a good attitude because they recognize the value of life. Yeah. You know, and, and I have to be honest, there's a lot of people that I know that are not even saved. They're not Christians. And they still choose to serve with a good attitude. Yeah. Because they have a perspective on life. Perhaps, you know, somebody passed an untimely, you know, age. You know, maybe they had a child pass. Or I have some friends that, you know, just had a lot of very challenging things happen to them. And rather than take the road of depression or anger or unforgiveness, they've chosen to forgive and to just really embrace life. Yes. And people, God's people. But I know that's just God drawing them in, so... Yeah, that's why. What do you have to say about it? What do you think about that, serving with bad and good attitudes? Well, I think people people that serve with a bad attitude, and I've done it several times myself, is I agree with you, the condition of your heart, and also you purposing in your heart how you're going to respond. Yeah. A lot of times... I would, let's say, mentally tell myself, hey, in the morning, I don't want to get up until this time. And each time I thought that before I went to bed, (laughs) (laughs) I ended up getting up way earlier than what I had planned (laughs) on getting up. And so because of that, I blame the circumstances or the individual that helped me get up. Um, I blamed it on them, but... What God was doing was saying, number one, don't plan your life because things happen. There's many times that where he'll wake you up throughout the night and tell you to get into the Bible or show you something. And even that is a, for me at times, it's a challenge because I just want to roll back over and go to sleep. However, obedience is better than sacrifice. I think also with people that make a continual effort of uh, having a bad attitude or a uh, bad heart condition, um, they tend to isolate themselves. Yeah. So people aren't, um, they're not looking at them in a mentorship or for guidance because of that negative attitude. However, praise God through his grace, we can turn that negative attitude into a heart of gratitude. You know what? Even though I might've been, uh, Someone was mean to me and maybe had a bad attitude. I'm not going to take that bad attitude that's given to me and give it back to someone else. Instead, I'm going to turn that bad attitude and I'm going to make, I'm going to praise God for his faithfulness. And I'm going to exemplify that to someone else because one decision can make a big difference in someone's life, whether positively or not in a good way. Yeah. Also with people that have good attitudes, I believe like you said, they do embrace life. They do have a good perspective on appreciating what they have or what God has given them. And they weigh that out more than the instant circumstance or the instant obstacle. They look at the bigger picture, not just the small snapshot. That's good. I think that's important. I remember um, several years back when God was telling me that I needed to pray to see things through his eyes because I thought I saw things clearly. (laughs) I thought I knew what I was seeing, and I thought that my judgments were, (laughs) you know, right on point. But um, I learned very quickly that that's not even close to true. I'll never forget this, though. When my mom, when I was in high school, 
she would get so frustrated with me because I would get really upset with my friends and different people and be like, I don't understand why they do that. You know, that's so silly. Can't they see this or that or the other? You know, my mom would be like, Carly, not everybody thinks like you do. And I was in high school, mind you. And I looked at her and I was like, really? They don't? Like, I really didn't understand that. And I, I <laughs> and I thought in my, to myself, honestly, I was thinking in my mind, well, they should, you know, silly. Just foolishness. I was totally deceived. I thought I knew everything. I mean, I really thought I knew everything. But I remember when God was humbling me, um, and, you know, of course he still is, but I just remember when he began humbling me in that process of just saying, hey, your perspective is so small in the big scheme of things. Yeah. It's only limited to your eyes that you literally see with, you know, the experiences that have come across your life living at the time I had lived in one state my whole life, you know, one region of the world. And he just really broke it down for me, basically showing me how naive I was. Yeah. And then I remember thinking, wow, you know, it, mm-hmm. your perspective is your reality. So for me, I thought that my world was the world. It was what it was. And, and everybody existed in my realm, but no, that's not the case, you know? And so I think that exactly what you said, it's easier to serve with a good attitude when you have that perspective that yeah. there is so much more out there, so much that we can't see, so many circumstances in other people's lives that they're dealing with. Mm-hmm. You know, when God, I was just having a conversation with my friend Chandria on the phone about how, you know, God is constantly working things out in everybody's life. We can't tell him. We know that we cannot tell God how to work things out in our life. It just doesn't, it doesn't happen that way yeah. because we don't know what to do or how to do it or when to do it. But mm-hmm. we know he's sovereign and he sees all. He is all. And so whenever, um, you know, we might see people and there's that temptation to judge, like, oh, well, gosh, you know, they shouldn't be talking to their children this way. Or, you know, they must be a horrible mom because they did this or that. Just lies. Yeah. We don't know what they're going through. And at the end of the day, if we're being honest with ourselves, if somebody had a camera on me 24-7, I don't even think I'd have the audacity to show my face anywhere without a bag over it. You know, if we're being honest, it's just, we don't. So having, having that gives us the ability, I think sometimes to also enter into the bad attitude of the good, because when you understand that you are not everything and you know nothing, it's a lot easier to serve with a good attitude because then there's hope, you know, whereas if you think that your world is everything, everything that exists is, you already know it. It's a pretty sad place to be. Yes, it and, is. You know, and I think the bad attitude follows suit very quickly. All right. So now let's let's get into our Bible. Let's turn to Luke chapter 10. We're going to read verses 38 through 42. It says, Now it came to pass as they went that he entered into a certain village, and a certain woman named Martha received him into her house, and she had a sister called Mary which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was cumbered about much serving and came to him and said, Lord, dost thou not care that my sister hath left me to serve alone? Bid her, therefore, that she help me. And Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things. But one thing is needful, and Mary hath chosen that good part, which shall not be taken away from her. 
what are some characteristics of a Martha personality? <laughs> hey, <laughs> characteristics, let me help. Well, the first thing we need to see about Martha is that she tends to show uh, her love language through service to others. Uh, typically, these t you know people that do that, which I'm more of this nature, tend to be legalistic <laughs> rather than learning to connect with those around them. I, in my mind, if I say at this time or I want things done a certain way, I have in my mind the only way to serve that person is the way I planned it. And I, I <laughs> believe Martha, you know, here she is, let's say, making peanut butter and jelly sandwiches or in their days, eating some fish, all right? She she already had everything prepped up, and she's sitting there like everyone's having a good time, but she's not because she's doing the labor. Mm -hmm. She said, look, I my sister's here to, supposed to help out. Why didn't she help me out? Um, Jesus wants to give her a good rebuke because if it comes from you, <laughs> hey, maybe it's going to help move her little mountain in life. And, you know, again, people that are really service-oriented, they... They have a good intent or a good heart, but when things don't go like they plan, then they don't know how to deal with, with serving others when things don't go the way that they want it to be. It's true, but even with different personalities, like even with me, I know there's been times in the past when I I didn't, didn't like the way things were going. A lot of times for me, it would be, I like things to be clean. You know how I do it. Totally has to be organized. Things need to be sanitized constantly. And and I'd be sitting there thinking, wow, this area is filthy. Or I asked them to do this. And it really stresses me out a lot of times to entertain people. I like fellowship and company. But I had to recognize in myself also that some people also are not called to serve in the capacity of hostessing all the time. Yeah. And I thought just because I was a woman, a lot of women in our first church would tell me, well, no, you're a woman, you know, you should be hostessing in your home. But God had to tell me that everybody's different. That yeah. wasn't a call or an anointing on their life. While we do host people, those times we have a good time, but that's not who I am. And so sometimes also when people are serving in areas they're not supposed to be serving, then it causes that troublesome, you know, there's no peace. Yeah. And, um, and I consider that a difficult time for sure. You're right. What I was going to say also, along with uh, a personality like Martha, is um, we tend to look for approval or validation from others yeah. instead of God himself directly. Yeah. Um, I believe that comes, I know for me, it, it comes from a lack of confidence in God. And so when I, I take my eyes off of, off of Jesus and onto service to get people's approval, then my confidence drops in, in Jesus Christ. And I believe, you know, if Martha had that, that issue, there's many of us out there that struggle with it. So what are some characteristics, would you say, of a Mary personality that, are, that differ from Martha? Okay. Uh, a Mary personality, they tend to show their, their love language through affection and physical touch. Typically, they're more laid back and they're patient 
when making a decision. So not hasty, you mean? They're or? not hasty. It really reminds me of you, per se, because you're always, you know, you always show affection, whether through your words or through your actions. You can, you, you embrace that moment with that relationship that you have, you know, with our children. They all come to you and they know the first thing that you're going to show is affection. Give them that touch that they need, that little ounce to make them uh, feel happy inside and keep moving on. Another thing is people with a personality like Mark Mary, they look for opportunities to connect with those around them. They show a great deal of confidence regardless of what people think about them. In other words, they're not, typically they're not followers, but they're, they're, they're leading the pack because they don't care what people think. They only care what God thinks. Yeah. I think that's a good point. I think that, I think there's definitely things that you can draw from both Martha and Mary within an equal balance, you know, of yes. the personalities and, and the behavior that can be beneficial for the kingdom of God. And that's one thing that um, I noticed that, you know, whenever we're going through a hard time, whether it be, you know, the loss of, of someone dear to us or, you know, struggling um, with a sin or, you know, struggling in a relationship, whatever the hard time that you're going through is, you still can serve. We can yeah. still serve. And, and I found that whenever I'm going through something difficult, that serving makes me not only take my mind off of my circumstance, but it helps me to keep my mind on him. And what does the word say? That those whose minds are stayed on him will be kept in perfect peace. That's right. So when I'm not thinking about myself, then there's no room for me to be prideful because I'm not going to be thinking I'm awesome when I'm really not. Yep. There's no room for me to feel sorry for myself and have a pity party because I'm not focusing on circumstances or things that aren't going my way. And there's no room for idolatry, you yeah. know, because I'm not putting people before God or whatever, you know. So it's it's something that I find very therapeutic, the ability to serve others when I'm hurting. I know that that has taken me through some hard, hard times. I think one of the most difficult times that I went through um, early in the early stages of our marriage was the first, the loss of the first baby. Um second child in the birth order but the first loss that we suffered and it was seven days before you were deploying to Iraq for the first time and I just remember I just went into service mode I served and it wasn't in an effort to cover up my pain or to try to run from dealing with anything rather I believe that it was the appropriate response that God was leading me into to help me focus on other things because again it helps you get perspective yeah. while that loss was great and it was horrible and I grieve about it to this day mm -hmm. there were people that I met in that season of my life that if you're looking pound for pound they won they were going through some crazy crazy things so in that time when you're serving mm -hmm. you realize that it's it's not always as bad as we think it is you know, you look back, and yes, it's still bad. It, it was never good to feel that pain, but I learned so much. I learned so much, overcame so much, and I learned to trust Him, and I learned to serve Him, 
and to serve his people through that hard time. So I think that that's a, an important point, you know, that we can serve others in the good and the bad. Amen. And another thing, whether your personal, your personality type is like Mary or Martha's or some, or another personality type, it doesn't matter. Uh, what we're here to, to let everyone know is at times serving others can can be difficult because when you keep your eyes off of Jesus and onto your your own ambitions and own goals, there's a tendency to be selfish. And whenever you're whenever you have selfish ambition, there's gonna be conflict. But the whole point, regardless of your personality type, is to get through it. Yes, you might have those emotions of man, I don't wanna I don't wanna take out the trash or I don't wanna I don't wanna uh you know, feed my, my husband or feed my wife or feed my kids. You might have that emotion, but you have to look past that and say, you know what? Let me do this in love because either way, in this situation, they still need to eat. Why not serve them with a good attitude saying, you know what? Thank God I have hands to prepare this meal and to bless my family. Yeah. Another thing is when you have a good heart or a heart of gratitude and you do it in love, God will bless you. He will He will give you peace. He'll give you joy. And whatever thing that you thought that you were going to lose in that time frame, He will multiply that time because you're obeying Him. Yes, He will. He will. That's so true. I was going to say too, and, and there's been so many difficult days with homeschooling in particular, because a lot of times, again, to reference some of the more difficult times in my life have been when you were deployed. Mm-hmm. And it was you know, an entire year of just, it seemed like one big long day, you know, and there was times when I was dealing with, you know, just behavior issues that would have been there regardless. But then there was other times where I was dealing with things that were escalated or caused by the separation, you know, in the children and them missing you and, you know, probably being tired of just only having me when they're used to having us both and, you know, a plethora of other things, but here nor there, I think that I found that's where a lot, again, a great perspective constantly came to me because it seemed like every time I turned around, there was somebody dealing with a great tragedy with something with their children. It was like, I remember the boys and their energy levels, so different from girls and (laughs) how the Lord would constantly remind me that praise me that they're living, praise me that you have them here with you to serve, that they're moving about, that they're living, breathing, jumping. They could be sitting in a bed somewhere, not able to move. That's right. And not that you'd love them any less, but that's a reason to praise God. Mm -hmm. So every day, just getting through those times, it really was awesome because it gave us the ability, the children and I, to bond and for them to see we can work through it. We're a team. We're a family. We can get through these hard times and we can still walk out on the other side, loving each other, speaking the word and growing stronger. Well, I'm going to go ahead and pray over this um, episode to take it out and um, talk about the next one after I close. Heavenly Father, we just thank you once again for just the time that you've given us to speak your word, to just encourage your people and to encourage ourselves. We pray, God, that you will help us continually understand the importance of serving others at all times, but specifically through difficult times. 
We pray in your holy, precious name that you will be with us every day as we walk about seeking to please you in all of our ways. We love you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you again for being here with us. Next time, episode 9 is actually going to be called Making God a Priority Over Church Attendance. Don't be scared. We're not trying to tell you not to go to church. We're not trying to tell you anything crazy. But we will talk a lot about that topic because we have seen um, just some interesting things happen when people put church attendance over God. We're grateful to have you with us each week. We pray that you will just continue to come back. And we look forward to connecting with you. Be blessed. If you have questions, testimonies, or prayer requests to share, you can connect with them on their website, learningtospeaklife.com, or by email at info at learningtospeaklife.com. We pray this session has been a blessing for you.